Welcome to the Pick Truth Podcast, where we read confessions that people send us or that we find online and rate them based on their level of heat. A truth can range from a bell pepper to a Carolina Reaper. Let's get started. Welcome back to another episode of Pick Truth. I'm your host, Dr. Vicki Harris. I'm here with my co-host. Lamont Hearn Jr. And we are here to bring the heat. It's been a week. Um, I would like to mention that about last week we dropped a bonus episode with One Truth uh, because we got that feedback that uh, we had cheated people yeah, from a truth. Yeah, we left them short. Yeah. Yeah. Me and Lamont mistakenly thought that we were going to kind of start decreasing the, the truths, maybe get it down to one per episode for each of us. Uh, but clearly that won't be happening uh, going forward. <laughs> Nah, that we we have we have revised that decision and have gone back to our regularly scheduled program because, as we said before, we don't want no smoke. We do not want no smoke. <laughs> so, how's your week been? It's been pretty good. I'm glad that we're back to recording. You know, this is very therapeutic, and it's always interesting to hear what you've got and hear your feedback from what I've got. How about yourself? It's been a fun week. I am uh, looking at different opportunities at my current employer. So winning. That- yeah, I, I'm very excited about that. Uh, I'm very grateful the boys are in school and it's been going well. Um, I, I'm very grateful. I'm just super mm. content. I'm very grateful. I'm very happy. Um, I just want to keep feeling this way. Life's not perfect, but when is it? Get to focus on those things that you know are are making me happy. So it has been a very it's been a very good week for me. and That's what's up. It's, I, I, you can hear the smile on my face. Like It's been a very, very good week. Now, I will say, folks, I'm sorry, but my energy is low. <laughs> okay, so um, I started exercising in the morning. Okay. Try to get that in because once the boys are up, it's a wrap. And I think I'm going to start a new rule that they're not allowed to talk to me until 6.30 a.m. Eastern Standard Time. Mm. Because my children will get up. Mm-hmm. Come all the way to the basement where I'm in my office meditating or exercising to ask me what am I doing? Like you don't see the sweat, yo, you don't see all this sweat. What do you want? I just I'm a, I'm gonna come down here and watch TV. No, go get dressed. Don't talk to me till six thirty. And yes, I get up at five o'clock in the morning. Mm. They're just getting up just to make sure I know where I am. Keep tabs on me. I got three daddies. I'm just saying. Hey. I'm just saying. But hey. uh but I'm tired. The boys I guess, you know, all of us are learning a new pattern of behavior. So I am tired. The I'm gonna take a nap. No, excuse me. I'm going to bed after this recording. Yeah, like if you take a nap now, you're gonna be up super late because it, it it is the time it is. Mm. So this is random uh, and it just popped in my head. So mm-hmm. there was a Facebook post. <laughs> Okay. There's a Facebook post and it was a guy saying that he uh can on, I'm gonna pull it up so give me a second of pause. Like we should keep that we should probably keep that in there. Okay, so so essentially it's one of those one of those uh 
Twitter memes that have gone okay. around and uh-huh. it says uh I was at a couple's dinner that another couple cooked and hosted. All of the men sat at the table. The other two women fixed their husband's plate and my wife fixed her own plate and sat down. The other two men had their plates and was eating and I was just sitting there. What? And I know it's the great plate debate, especially in the African-American community. There is a huge plate debate. You ain't never lie. It is real and it is foolish. Uh, But I want to ask you. Okay. What's your opinion on the great plate debate? Fix a plate or not? Okay. Um, just to make sure, just to make sure I'm I'm on the same page of the one we're discussing that my wife should make my plate. Is that the, um, that to me has only that to me isn't a thing. Um, if she's willing to make my plate, that's great. But to me, it's all about the context of the situation. If we were at a get together and heck, I'll use our group. If we're at a situation and, and I'll, I'll use our kids as an example as well. Um, we've all been hanging out. We've all been together. If, all the moms are technically already in the kitchen making plates. That's one thing. But if you all were sitting there talking, I have no issue making her plate. Um, to me, it's really about making it as easy as possible. I don't believe in everybody getting up to just compile into one space to do it. So it's like if I'm up, I can make her plate. But it's no different than we've hung out and you've asked for something to drink. And I've been at your house and got it. So it, to me, it's not that thing. I don't look at it going as a woman's role. I'm like, it's the person who can access it easier and they're already theirs role. Mm-hmm. Now, if they don't want to, I mean, that's their thing, but I don't really care that deep. What's your position? Um, I think if you want a woman that's going to make your plate, you should date a woman that wants to make a plate. If that you, is sound advice. If you don't care, then it doesn't matter. Yeah. I think people re- make such a big deal out of nothing. Everything. In this particular instance, I think it was interesting to me because <clears throat> I'm reading the comments. Oh my goodness. It's like landslide about how oh, yeah. it's, it's, it's both sides. Like, Oh, so, you know, some people are, are explaining that he was embarrassed mm-hmm. and you know, well, why should he be embarrassed? And I, you know, there was so much stuff. And I just, this one guy made a post and I rarely, I rarely comment on stuff like this cause it's just not worth it. Right. But he made a comment that, it's not about the plate. It's reading the room. Okay. It's, 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 it's reading the room that everyone else is there. And I get what he was trying to say. Yeah. And I mean, he's getting bad. Yeah. I'm and, sure he got and, ripped to shreds. And, and, and yes. And I responded, you know, I understand what you're saying and I agree with you. It's yeah. not about fixing the plate and it's not about him being embarrassed. It's about your partner knowing you and knowing the situation and and and, and moving in that space yeah. from an emotionally intelligent standpoint. Yeah. It's not about domination. I mean, oh my goodness, it's like, oh, you think you he wants her to make his play so he could be powerful. No. Like y'all making this way too big. Or in you know, the embarrassment, like oh, he why is he embarrassed? That's his fault. I'm thinking if my husband was embarrassed, let's rectify this. I, that's the piece that makes me question people's ability to just be rational in any relationship. There are going to be things that I'm embarrassed about that you may think are absolutely uh, benign. Yeah, absolutely. But it's not about you. 
No. It's about your spouse. If you're, if the person you chose to link up with is feeling like this is uh, a level of whatever, and it's making me feel embarrassed or disrespected and read the room. Yeah. Don't act like their feelings don't matter. No, she did not have to make him a plate, but the, if you're in a room and you're in this environment, let me make my baby's plate. Yeah. Just so he fits in. Well, and the other, well, you care what other people think. That's the problem. I care what he thinks. Hold on, were these people posting online? Yeah. Where people can see it and comment and reply? Yes. Oh, okay. So they just are out here being altruistic and they have no. Okay, whatever. It's, it, why do we have relationships where we don't think about other people's feelings? Because most people get into relationships thinking primarily of themselves. They do not. Um, they don't really understand that the whole point is giving to the other. It's not, I, and I understand this whole idea of not losing yourself within your relationship and all that stuff. But I, I tend to notice that a lot of people tend to use this term of uh, treating themselves when all they do is treat themselves. And I'm, I'm not, I, I don't have an issue with you doing for yourself, but sometimes people just go above and beyond. And it's just for, I guess um, I call them like empty calories because it's just empty. It's from people who don't mean anything, have no real value to your day, but because they're willing to boost whatever moment you're having, it feeds something in you. That's the same thing as eating a bunch of junk food that you go an hour later. You're like, man, I'm hungry because you didn't really eat anything of sustenance. It didn't really set in you. And it's like, excuse me. And it's like you said, if you're in the room and I don't care if it's, I don't care if it's the, your partner, your brother, your friend, whoever. It's easy to kind of read a room and tell. Like if, if let's say you were a vegetarian and we went to a barbecue. If I'm aware that the people there have asked other any things that people don't eat and I know you're coming and you're my friend and I actively just go and say nothing, that's a problem because I'm there. It's not necessarily that it's my responsibility Mm -hmm. but i know as a person who i say that we have a have a bond i can be aware of that Mm -hmm. it'd be like when we have the kids here if i seen one of the kids go near a plug i'm gonna stop them i don't have to go through the process of going wait let me check with your mother if you can put your finger in the socket Mm. no Mm -hmm. we're gonna not do that and even if your mom's the type of person to just be completely out of her mind and let you play with sockets go shock yourself at her house you're not going to shock yourself in my presence because when the cops show up or anyone else is asking questions, I don't want to be the guy going, yeah, I seen it, but, uh, it's like the scene women's the Brewster place where the little baby was playing with the scissors mm. and the outlet. Ah, oh, playing with that roach. Sorry. If you ain't seen that, that's a, I'll admit I haven't seen that. So when you said it, I was like, I don't know what you're talking the about. The women of Brewster's place is a really good mini series. It's also, oh, it's an actual mini series. Okay. I thought Oprah's it was like a movie. In it. I mean, everybody back in the day is in it. Oh, oh it's, it's really okay, good. I do know what that is, but I've never seen it. I think that's one of the like shows that at the time when I would stay with my grandmother, I would have to uh, stay in like the double bed that she had on the other side. And I couldn't look at the TV screen. Okay. Cause she would watch that in golden girls and stuff like that. So I don't know. I don't know. I was too young. I guess she just felt like there was certain stuff that wasn't for me. Well, it, it well, yeah. Okay. It, yeah. yeah. It, it's really good. It's, and it's, it's time. It's like one of those things where I think it holds up over time. Okay. The same thing people were experiencing in this series. And I think it takes place in the sixties, seventies. Okay. We're still experiencing today. Wow. Even it has, it talks about homophobia. Mm. It talks about racism. It talks about classism. 
Like it ha- it touches everything. So Women's of Rooster Women of Rooster Place is really really good show. I think there's a book too, but it's okay. a really good. And it's like a mini series came out like the 80s 90s 90s-ish. Okay. It's real. I mean, there's a I, lot I have of to check it good out. people in there. And it's I think you can find it on Amazon. Okay. 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 Well, I guess we need to get get to it. <laughs> Sorry guys, but sometimes I see these posts and I'm like, I'm going to talk, I'm going to ask Lamont his opinion about it and I'm going to do it while I'm recording. So <laughs> there's that. Hey, I'm with it. All right. So I'm going to jump into our first, my first truth. And this is titled, I resent, oh, excuse me. I resent my brother and I have no idea why. I'm a 22 year old female and I have trouble relating to my 12 year old brother. I can barely listen to him talk about his interest and I don't like interacting with him. I have to force myself to do it. I feel angry when he talks to me, especially at length about something he's interested in to the point where I can even look at him when when he talks. I can't even look at him when he talks. He's a great kid. All things considered. He has been a, a little pushy demanding, but he's human. I try my best to hide it because I know it's not his fault. I've been doing a pretty good job and he considers me a confidant, but I can't stand interacting with him. I hate that I feel that way. I'm so mean and there's no good reason. My parents definitely do treat him differently, more leniently. So maybe I feel some kind of hidden anger because of that, but I don't feel it consistently. Or I don't feel it consciously, excuse me but I don't feel it consciously. He reminds me of my mother sometimes as well in that he sometimes talks to people instead. He sometimes he talks at people instead of to them. Something that I find extremely vexing for some reason is that when he asks, what do you think about something he did? I don't know how to respond to that. And I, and I'm too blinded by resentment to create a better response than cool. My mother does the same thing. And I often get the same sense that we're not really looking for a response, but they just want someone to confirm their own thoughts. It makes me upset. I don't feel comfortable interacting with my family for multiple, excuse me. I don't feel comfortable interacting with my family for a multitude of reasons. One of them being a history of abusive behavior slash allowing me to be abused. I understand my veiled anger towards them, but I don't understand why I feel such visceral rage towards my brother. Okay. So initially I thought this was just going to be like a disconnect between the ages of siblings and things like that. But it sounds like it's a lot deeper than that. Uh, Clearly there has some issues with this, with issues she has with her mother. And there are some things clearly that obviously, as she stated, that her mother has done or how she's reacted that she sees in him and it's causing some of that added issue. Um, As far as the confession, I don't think this is abnormal Mm. um, for how people tend to have certain responses to their siblings and or family members who may remind them of someone else in the family that they may have had issues with or disagreements with. Um, So at, at that point... Um, for me, I'm gonna say it's a bell pepper. Um, to me, it's a mild truth because I think it's a human truth. I think that's a thing we could have a literal section of just human truths that we talk about that really aren't as 
as out there as, as they may sound to some people, but for the normal person, they would go, okay, I can kind of see some of these instances in myself. Um, I, I will say, as far as she mentioned, letting her be abused. Um, so clearly there's some, some issues there where she feels like there was maybe not enough protection or that people were just too lenient and allowing certain things to go on. Um, as we've talked about, you know, to the, the, um, to the listeners and to even, you know, ourselves, you know, therapy definitely sounds like something that she needs in this context, maybe even like for the family in general, just to be able to get some of these things out. Cause I understand sometimes when you go to approach something with someone, they may be defensive or you may be on the defensive with whatever response they give, because from what she sounds like she wants to be, and I don't mean this in an offensive way, but coddled right now based on how she felt like she was just abandoned. And if they don't provide her that, she may naturally react in a more abrasive way. And it just won't get any resolution. It'll just be a bunch of bickering back and forth and never getting any resolution. So for me, it's a bell pepper. So I was all ready to give this a chai, a Thai chili, mm. until you said it's a human behavior. Like it's a mm -hmm. human emotion. Like I just instantly thought, like, this little boy didn't do anything to you. Because right. I'm particularly sensitive to children being treated poorly but, yeah. and especially for no reason and it happens a lot there are some kids that other people you know they people treat them bad yeah like they're almost a target um and so i'm i'm, I'm very sensitive to that mm -hmm. so for me it was going to be a tie chili like wtf i'm i'm judging you I, i'm right. judging you for this behavior hmm i don't know now like mm. i can understand why you made it a maltruth because right. it's human, but no, I'm, I'm going to stick with a tie. And, okay. he, and and here's why. You're right. It is a human thing. So there are probably other people out here that has that have resentment towards people, mm -hmm. whether it be a sibling or someone else for any multitude of reasons. And I feel like, yes, that's normal. But it still doesn't mean you don't get judged for having a behavior that's normal. Absolutely. And, but But maybe I'm wrong. So, like, I'm judging you for something that is typically normal. Other people do. We just don't admit to it. Mm -hmm. So maybe it's then it goes back to being a, a very mild truth. It's yeah. that we're human beings. Sometimes we fall short. And sometimes we, we do things that we wouldn't necessarily, we're not necessarily proud of. Mm -hmm. And sometimes we can control our behavior and how we treat people. Absolutely. But it doesn't mean that we don't have resentments and emotions that are there. And if just reading contextual clues and just making leaping assumptions. Yes, guys, I have to make assumptions. Sometimes there's a 10 year age gap. That's one thing. Mm -hmm. It may be the parents got um, more mature mm -hmm. and that's the, that 10 years. Yeah. And so now she's 22, he's 12 and he won't experience what she did because they've done a better job but she's resentful because you didn't protect me. Mm -hmm. So, um, dang on yeah. it. I'm back. I, I, I think they back both can be a, true. I'm back to, not now back to a mild truth because it's, but then again, you don't want to tell people like, that's the thing. Like it's, this was, I, I, this might need to be the question. Yeah. I don't know. I, I, I am toggling between a Thai chili and a bell pepper. Yeah. Um, maybe I'll make it a jalapeno just to give it a bit of a spicy side eye. I, I was going to say. But I, I'm going to go with jalapeno yeah. because I could see, that, yeah, this is a normal thing, but it may not be something that you want the whole world to know. And 
it's spicy and you can get a yeah. side eye depending on what you do because you you could take this resentment and then go and and um do better and mm-hmm. be better or you could take this resentment and do hostility towards your your uh your sibling mm-hmm. so yeah i'm going yeah. i'm going with jalapeno yeah. and you know what I, I think i think it can be i think that makes sense only because you know, there's there's times, and you know, you know, I'm a person who I love eating peppers. There's sometimes you'll get a jalapeno that you will eat, and you will go, "This has no heat to it." But then there's other ones you will get, and you will think it's almost a Thai chili, and how hot it could be. Mm-hmm. So I, I think it, I think it's one of those situations where both can be true. And I mean, considering that our whole show is about our opinions, that's literally by definition that they can be true. But I think in this instance, both of those things are true. Where it's yes, there there is a there is a heaviness to this topic. But I think part of the reason for that is people are scared to say it. And I think some of the things that we have talked about as the most normal aren't really that normal. And the things that really are, we try to hide from. Mm. So we like to show people a certain image. Think about uh, social media. Everyone's posting their wins. Everybody's posting their wins. And the moment somebody posts their negatives, we get into this position where either people get too overprotective or they get dismissive of someone being negative and it's like we we never find that perfect balance where if somebody's actually winning you don't get on there and tell them you're envious you go you go you celebrate that but secretly you'll say you go and then right after you done set you type that in your actual verbal since they can't hear it you go i don't care you say something else behind there because people don't especially in the society we're in now a lot of people don't get enough practice of being genuinely happy for someone mm-hmm. or being able to really express their full emotion. We try to, you know, curate it and, and, and mold it to a fitting where we go, okay, is this presentable to people? And anytime someone does something that's a little bit out of that character, we're like, oh, that's a freak. That's a sideshow. That's, that's weird. It's, it's foreign. So I think in this instance, I, I don't think she's alone. I just feel like she needs to try to find ways to work on it to make sure that it doesn't become physical violence or anything like that because mm-hmm. then you're just creating a further cycle of, of abuse right so i'm gonna go ahead and go uh, with my first truth and this one's uh, i'm sure a lot of people who have kids or have been in long-term relationships or even short-term relationships can understand the title is i just hid in the bathroom to eat a cookie so i didn't have to share it with my wife it's my cookie they gave it to me at starbucks this morning because they were late with my bagel just to me I saved it all day and now I wanted to eat the whole thing without being asked to share it or feeling like I should because it's the polite thing to do. I feel like I betrayed her, but I really don't feel that bad. By the way, it was an awesome cookie. Um, I'm going to give this a very mild truth. I do it all the time. It's not just my husband. It's my kids. There have been times I've sat in the car and just ate a whole meal like i'm eating this whole thing i ate my fries one at a time listening to the music lead back i had a spicy chicken sandwich from my favorite restaurant that's not really my favorite but i had a spicy chicken sandwich and ate those fries and then went in like i hadn't eaten a A thing thing. i balled that thing up put the put it in the garbage can in the garage and kept moving yep my husband one time Okay. I didn't even know we were doing this. I didn't know this is what we was doing. This is years ago. He was like, yeah, I got uh, all this so-and-so at my office at work. What? We got, we got snacks at work? What's going on? So, yeah, he had snacks in his office. He's got snacks at, at I guess, his office here in the house, and then his office at at his uh, employer. Like, are we hiding snacks? So... <laughs> 
Yeah, there are, I and I've done that with a cookie. Yeah, I've done it with a Panera cookie. Mm. Like ah, just I'm just gonna listen. I just did the fat girl, fat kid dance. I just I did it. I did the fat kid dance to the cookie, but I did uh, all the time. Lamont, uh, it's a mouth truth. Live your peace. Eat your cookie. Saw you had to do it in the bathroom. I've had to do it with exhaust fumes. I understand. <laughs> I once had a whole case of hot of uh, honey buns in my car. Now I know it speaks to some obesity issues. That's a whole other thing. But I had a whole little Debbie thing of a honey oh, buns. A box. A box of Because you said buns. case, and I'm thinking I'm like sorry. a suitcase. Okay. I was like, that seems excessive. That that was excessive. A suitcase is excessive. You pop open a pop, pop, pop with a lock on it too. That's a little excessive. The little Debbie's was my quote unquote uh breakfast in the morning. So uh, I hid them in my little thing, grabbed on my way home, on my way to work, like I didn't get to eat. <laughs> eat my honey bun after I drop the kids off because otherwise they'll ask for my honey bun easily so let me ask you since you mentioned honey buns and I'm going to give my my rating on it but you said the little Debbie's honey bun so they have a certain uh way that they're made like they kind of have a like circular fashion when you eat yours do you just eat from the front and just don't even care or do you eat it as it rolls around it varies sometimes it just on where you sometimes at. I go around like it's a maze like let me chomp on this yeah. sometimes it's just going right in Especially back in my seriously uh, compulsive eating days, I don't even know if I actually tasted them. Just like it was like, and just a whole swallow. Like I wouldn't even take about the plastic. I just open up the box, lean my head back, and just let it all slide down the gullet. And then I, because I, I had to buy two boxes, one I'd bring into the house, and one I hide in my car. <laughs> Yeah, that does speak to some. Yeah, I've I've actually had some. Uh, for those that don't know, I say it jokingly, but no, I've actually gone to have some eating disorder help because I was a comp- am a compulsive eater, and so I don't eat honey buns anymore. That's today at this time. <laughs> I don't know what tomorrow's gonna bring. Right, right. I but at this a, moment, Lamont, I swear to God, I have a honey bun right there on my desk. Like I have a. You want to see it? I'm not even joking. I got yeah. I'm, <laughs> <laughs> not even it is. I, it's my, I got a big one. It's there is a full Hostess Glaze Jumbo Honey Bun. I ain't mad at you. I, I am not mad at you. I'm not mad at you at all. But I, I, I haven't eaten it. I don't eat them. Um, I joined this program at my job. Uh-huh. So okay, so this is so off tangent. Sorry, you might have to get rid of this. But I, um, there was this program at my job uh-huh. where you get points. We need all these points, and oh, okay. we need to get certain points. And like, yo, we're hustling. We got till December to get the gold. We got three thousand points to go. So I'm like taking classes. And there was this class I was taking. It's called Living Lean. I'm not sure what the commercial name is, but it's through my insurance company. Okay, it's a free course. I'm trying to get points. Let me tell you though, I'm pissed off because I finished the course. How come they didn't give me any points? What? I'm gonna I'm a message them on Monday. Okay. Like, yo, where are my points? I at? This. Yo, it was like 400 points. Like, oh, yo, I'm gonna need my points. Dude. I'm gonna need that. Okay. So, uh, anyway, it is a uh, basically a nutrition kind of class, mm-hmm. but it kind of helps people who have like um, compulsive eating kind of situations. But it's also for normal people. So, like, my two biggest things that I could consume at length are chips and baked goods. Mm. So, that includes all things, cookies, cakes, all those, and every chip. Like, did you know I bought, like, all those, like, Lay's uh, chip barbecue? Like, they had different flavors, like uh, jerk chicken and all. No, I didn't know you bought um, those. Oh, yeah. Hey, hey, every single one of them. I'm down here in my office. (laughs) 
I don't think Anthony tried a chip. Because <laughs> it's my that's my compulsive eating thing. Right. And so anyway, this program basically teaches you how to to actually not want the things you're not supposed you don't want to eat mm, anymore. Okay. It's it's not even a matter of I shouldn't eat this because it's not good for me. I can eat as many of these as I want, anytime I want, however many I want, wherever I want. I don't want to. It just doesn't. So you almost have like the LL Cool J thing. I don't know if you remember, like years ago, they showed him whenever he would go on tour, mm -hmm. he would literally have them provide like it's an entire table of just snacks and all these things for years. I don't know if he does it now, but when when we were kids, I remember. So I think he was it was either on like Behind the Music or something on VH1, and they showed it, and it was just an entire like buffet. He wouldn't touch any of it. Now he would. Now I found out years later that he would like technically wherever city he was performing in, they would like box it up properly and give it to homeless people so that people had food. But he would have it there, and it was just this thing he had just learned as a process that he could see it, and he wouldn't necessarily go up and you know get all up in it and all that. But he would just see it, and he'd be like, "Yeah, I'm good." Yeah, if it's one, of the, it's uh, exposure therapy. Okay, it's the more you sit in the uncomfortableness or the discomfort. And it ex you expand your level of discomfort. The the it, 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 that's how it works. Okay. Like it's it's like, do I want to eat? Oh, and you have to tell the truth. Do I want to eat this? Fuck yes. I wanna <laughs> take my time with this. So this is a big one. Let's... I would start on the outside and okay. slow. Okay. First of all, I'd warm it up in the microwave. I want y'all to know she's talking about a honey bun. I I am. Okay. I am. This is a honey bun. First of all, and so when it's nice and warm. I start on the outside, nibble it, suck on it. Let me stop it. Yeah. That's what I want to do to the honey bun. <laughs> um, but the problem is I would not stop at this honey bun. Right, right, right. I will do what I just said earlier. I will go buy a box for the house, a box for me, and eat those, and then start eating the ones in the house. Like yeah. I didn't have the ones. Because you'd be like, they weren't in the house, so they don't count. Yeah, that was yeah. a different box. Yeah. What are you talking about? It don't count. It never was here. Y'all didn't see it. I if I went to keto acidosis and my blood sugar is now 7,000. So what's your rating? Um, for me, uh, I mean, again, this is a human truth. It's a bell pepper. I mean, the, the whole concept of this, I, I believe is just a natural thing uh, for people in relationships, uh, parents, especially um, siblings, uh, kids in the neighborhood back in the day. Come on now. You know, it used to be times where, if you got snacks or something, you came outside and you looked around and you see if anybody was out, out there, you weren't necessarily trying to keep it from anybody, but you go out and you were just having your snacks because you just went to the corner store. And it seemed like soon as you got a bag of chips or, or something that could quote unquote be shared, everybody popped up and everybody asked for some. So you'd be like, yeah, that's cool. And then you look and that bag you had of chips is now a chip. Mm -hmm. And now you don't really get to enjoy it. And everybody else just done went on about their day. So, I mean, to me, this, is, this isn't this is new. I mean, at, at some point, I think I'm guilty just like any other parent. I've told my kids things are vegetables, especially vegetables I know they won't eat, mm. just so I can enjoy it. I'm like, oh, yes, it's vegetables. You don't, you don't want that. I don't put hot sauce on it. You don't want that. Nope. Because mm -mm. mm. you can't say I drunk out of it. They don't, they don't care nothing about that, even though, you know, everything going on now. But, no, to me, this is a bell pepper. I mean, shh, listen, man. And I, you know what I would like to say to this husband is that I, I heard an echo. What I would like to say to this husband is that 
I'm sorry your wife is entitled and thinks she should have some of your cookie because they all think they should have some of your food. And you know what they say? Let me have peace. Let me have a bite. And I'm, I am guilty of it for my husband. Hey, babe, can I have a sip? I bet you those words wreak havoc in his soul. Because he's like, you're not going to take a sip, Camel. <laughs> you don't know how to take a sip. It's not even in your vocabulary. It's it, not really in your... Like, I just want to taste it. So then he has to monitor me. He's watching me while I take a sip off his off his drink. So, But we, we all feel entitled to ask people for their stuff. And sometimes... Yeah. And then, get, then we have a nerve and get mad. Like, oh, you want sure? I did. Like, no, I don't. It's my cookie. It's mine. I don't want to share with you. Yeah, and that's okay. It's it's, it's hard, man. But it's one of those things that you, like like we've talked about before, and when you're in long-term relationships, but like I said, siblings, whatever, because those are still long-term, you're you're just dealing with people who you're so used to seeing and being around that there's times like that where they're like they are sharing with you that you kind of forget that this person does have autonomy and that insists to go, no, this is their particular thing speaking of asking about that i don't the thing that gets me the most is if we go somewhere to eat and you're sitting next to me and i order food and then you go oh that looks good well i when i told you about it it didn't look good enough for you to order but now you want to be all up in my plate now you want to ask me can you taste it why that's me um because it looks good they're simply it like yeah i didn't know it's gonna look that good it looks like it's gonna be yummy i would like to taste it to see if it's yummy that's it there's nothing more but, but then it becomes, oh, it is good. You know what? That's, and then sometimes you'll look at your stuff afterwards and your stuff just don't seem to be as good as you thought. Now, that happened to me, I want to say, the first six years of our marriage. At some point, I was like, Anthony, can you just order for me? Because every time you order something, it's delicious. I order something, it's like, this is terrible. <laughs> like, apparently I don't read. And this is the problem. <laughs> like, I don't, I don't read. And it probably still goes on. Like, can I have some of that? Yeah, like, it probably still goes on. You just, he probably just like, you know what, listen. I really ordered this for you at this point, and I kind of tried to steer you to order what I wanted, so I can actually get my plate. Because it, 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 yeah, that would be a wise way to to move forward. But all right, let's jump into this next truth of mine. All right, all right. Ooh, so this next truth is titled "I blackmail my aunt into not taking guardianship of me as a person slash my estate." Few things. I'm a 23-year-old female. Uh, I have what used to be called Asperger's syndrome. I have no diagnosed intellectual disabilities. I manage my own care. I live on my own. Receive disability benefits for, uh, benefits for other unrelated medical conditions and do pretty well for myself, I think. I'm not el- eligible for any services from developmentally disabled, uh, the developmental disability program in my county nor do I have a social worker. Story time. I was diagnosed as part of a court order by Child Protective Services after I told an attending acute treatment center nurse that I had been physically and psychologically abused for years. I was diagnosed in 2013 with Asperger's syndrome, PTSD, generalized anxiety disorder, and severe depression. I was soon voluntarily given over to my grandmother at 14 and graduated from high school with a full accredited diploma. I was going to college to be a chef. That is until grandma died in 2017. Almost immediately after my aunt, my late mom's sister, started presenting me with papers to sign over my legal rights. 
there was a seminar on this at my school and I knew what she meant. I'd never be able to marry, vote, or do anything an adult would be able to do. She stated her main concern was that I was not managing my money properly, despite having been on my own, my own payee for my benefits since I turned 18. And the concept of me being a sexual slash romantic relationship, despite having previously been in one, she wanted control over my money and my life. This went on for almost three years practically shoving the pen in my hand telling me we could do it the easy way or the hard way the hard way would be being a full-on hearing every time I got a boyfriend and she heard about it through the grapevine she threatened legal charges against them despite the fact I had never been deemed ill I have never been deemed legally incompetent every time I make a trip to a different state or buy something that cost over a certain amount she would complain and, and told me I need to take it back the worst part she had most of my family members on her side. Something had to be done. Then I got an awful idea. See, she has set up a certificate of deposit for uh, uh, for me a young age, at a young age with Christmas money, uh, birthday money, graduation money, and other monetary contributions from various relatives. Right after my grandmother died, she went and uh, drew it all out. I didn't find this out until I went to inquire uh, to make a down payment on a car. When I confronted her about it, she said she did. She'd figured I didn't need it. Did she just expect me to take the bus for the rest of my life? Finally, I told her if uh, she attempted it, I'd present not only the court with the evidence that she's uh, in essence stole my money, but also the bank she works at. She also bragged to several relatives that she takes money from high interest accounts and siphons them into her account. When she asked how I could do this to her after everything I did for you, I replied, you haven't spent 24 hours with me since I was three. You only came around to see grandma when it suited you. And you suddenly now, uh, and, and suddenly now that I'm getting a check, you care? No. Haven't heard from her for years. Obviously, there's something more to it than that. But that's the gist. Mm. Truth itself isn't isn't that spicy. The story is. But the truth itself is a bell pepper. There's, because there's nothing wrong about what the confessor said here. Like she's trying to stand on her own two feet. She does have some challenges, but they're not challenges that are stopping her from being able to live her life. Her aunt seems like maybe even with potentially with grandma, there were maybe some things that may have happened. I'm kind of inferring that from the story that maybe grandma may have had issues as she got older and maybe not in such good health that maybe that's when the aunt felt the need to jump in there. And now that grandma's no longer there for her to kind of, I guess, uh, feed off of that. She's now trying to do the same thing to her niece. Um, I mean, the story to me is, is crazy. Like I'd be afraid of that. aunt. Like she seems like she might try to do something. Um, yeah, but the, the truth within itself is completely, uh, well, I don't, I don't want to say it's nothing. I think on our scale, when we say mild, sometimes people may think that we mean it's nothing. But it's like, no, that's, I think you are completely valid in your position to, you know, confess this. And hopefully, you know, everything on your side stays up because your aunt seems crazy. Mm. Um, yeah, I just, yeah, most definitely to me, it's a bell pepper. So this was a good one uh, only because it's, I see two ratings as mm -hmm. well. Uh, the confession of I'm blackmailing my aunt that if you come with me with these papers again, I'm snitching. 
I actually have it as a poblana. Really? That your truth could irritate others. But in the only reason why is because I think the aunt needs to go to jail. Easy. B.I., you going to come <laughs> and steal my money? But that goes back to several episodes ago when we talked about would you turn your sibling in? Mm. And this is family. Would you turn your family member in to the police? Like, if I call it the police on so my brother our relationship is over because right. he'll feel like I try to murder him because, you know, he's a black man. There's a whole, whole line there. Yeah. But uh, at the same time, if you think about this mom or whatever, or the, excuse me, this aunt, mm-hmm. it, it just, just makes me wonder. Like it, it, it's, it's the right thing to make sure she can't do this to anybody else. Right. Uh, but the aunt himself, she is, She's getting up her in Reaper territory. Very, very close, if it, not there. Yeah, yeah, pretty much Reaper territory. You do need to take this to your deathbed because you're a piece of trash. If this is if this is totally accurate, right? You're and people treat other people like uh, what paychecks all the time. Absolutely, and just looking for an opportunity to get money, make money off, or you know what? That is just ridiculous. It's, it's low. It's ridiculous. So, mm-hmm. um, yeah. Uh, yeah, I, I I would go with the poblano for the person giving it because mm-hmm. go ahead and turn that bin. Right, uh, but a, a reaper for the aunt because yeah. that's some trash stuff right it, there. It's just weird to me. It it, it screams. There's a um, I don't and I don't have all the details. I'd have to look it up. But I remember there was a story of a young lady. Her mom had told her she was sick. This is like a real story. The the young lady, her mom told her she was sick, so it kept her out of school. The mom shaved her head. Oh yeah, you know yeah, and she ended up killing her mom. Yeah, I'm sorry, I didn't mean to laugh at that. But she, I mean, that's what ended up happening. Yeah. She ended up murdering her mother. Yeah, her mother had um, Munchausen's by uh, proxy, mm-hmm. and uh, I can't remember the name of the girl or her, but she. But you know what I'm talking about. Yep, yeah. faked the illness for years, yeah. and the girl just happens to be relatively small for her age. Mm-hmm. She was in her twenty. I mean, yeah, I, I remember that. And yeah. ultimately, the the girl met someone online and and you know the mom didn't want that meal ticket to get taken and mm-hmm. i don't think murdering your parent is the uh optimal the uh the best option right but we didn't live it and, I, and i'm not i'm never saying murder is the <laughs> let me let me be clear i'm never saying murder is the answer i'm saying i don't know where she was in her mind when she got to that point because you know who knows how much duress she was under mm. and how, how maybe up against the wall she felt in that instance. I mean, think about it. T- take years of your life. And both of us had like some crazy things in our childhood, but take years of your life, somebody convincing you that you were sick. And I mean, think of the movie Carrie even. It's kind of that, you know, her mother would put her in the closet and they're all going to laugh at you and all these things, all these things that mess with you from a psychological standpoint that, it's not as easy just to have somebody else tell you from outside of that room and go, Oh no, nothing's wrong. It really is this way outside. It's hard for you to believe that when the person you trust the most who gave you life is literally the person who's giving you that information, or in this case, the sister of the person who gave you life. So it, it creates this weird position for you to be in. And like, uh, again, I'm not saying murder is the answer. I'm just saying, I don't know what level of duress she may have been under in that moment. Yeah. So just for those who may be interested, the name of the young lady who murdered her mother is Gypsy Rose Blanchard. And the name of the mother is Dee Dee Blanchard. Um, And she was, I think, 
um, murdered by her daughter and boyfriend on June 16th, 2015. And so I, I know a, this may be a very familiar case for a lot of folks, um, but I think it's, it, it's just interesting. It's interesting how you kind of correlated it with the, that taking care of and, and how things can get exasperated really, really quickly, mm-hmm. quickly. Clearly the mom had some issues and murder. I don't think a death sentence is warranted in that right. situation. Right. Um, but to your point, we don't know. We, we don't know. And if you are, I, 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 it's a whole thing. It's weird. That, that, we might do, let's do that as a bonus episode. Okay. Let's, let's look up this and talk about this as a bonus episode. I'm with it. Okay. Okay. I'm so more to come when we get this, uh, the Blanchard bonus episode about how truths, because I mean that's a whole pit of lies. Like, yeah. you know, is the Munchausen by proxy something that you would take to your deathbed? Right. Is it something that you would share? There's there's, there's a whole lot. There's a whole lot here. There's oh a yeah, lot here. there's a a, lot there's here. a lot to that. That's going to be an interesting thing to kind of work out and see how we can feed that to everybody and see what their responses are. But yeah, yeah. So I think ultimately. Yeah, I would give a Poblano to to circle in back. Poblano to the person telling the story because I would report the aunt and her broom and hat and uh, a reaper for the aunt if this is accurate. Because I know things can be skewed, but from this depiction, I would give the aunt a uh, a reaper. All right, Lamont, what's your last one that we are not going to skip today? Well, we're going off the deep end on this one, so... The title of this one is our, let me phrase that. The title of our final truth, the fourth truth for those who are counting is titled, I have soiled the stairwell in someone else's house. One day I was walking to a training session through a part of the city where there are many houses. There was about half an hour left to go. And it so happened that I really needed to go use the toilet. I walked for about 10 minutes and endured, but I realized that it was simply impossible for me, for me to take the steps. My stomach was pressing very hard, and here I was. I had to make a decision. Either I would go on with wet pants, or I would urgently need to find a place where I could relieve myself. Looking for at least some closed type of courtyard among apartment buildings, I hurried there with barely a step. The yard was without trees and bushes, but I saw an open door. Oh, what to do? I almost crawled there. I climbed up the flight of stairs and pulled off my pants. A puddle spread all over the landing. I was very ashamed. I flew out of there like a bullet, but my dry pants and a lightened stomach were happy. I still remember and I'm really ashamed of this incident. Yuck. Absolutely yuck. Okay. <sighs> Take it to your deathbed, dude. Don't tell about your set. Don't, yeah. don't. I, I don't care how many bubblegum stories I have. Oh, my. Don't tell anybody else that. Because it's. Yeah, because then you were dirt. Like, it was, there's a whole bunch of mud butt going on. There's some friction, some irritation going on. There's remnants. There, there's a whole lot. Don't tell nobody else that's what you did. Let's yeah. go ahead. If you're ashamed, you should be. Like, and I know you needed to find a toilet. And I understand. Like, I have had, I've had close calls. Like, no, if I don't get home, there, I'm, there's going to be a problem. I have had that. But to take your pants off and somebody's home, like, let me, nobody here, let me just take a, do you know how mad the person who lived there was? If someone lived in that house, it doesn't even matter if they lived there or not. First of all, if they lived there, they came out there and saw it, they were 
pissed. Yeah, they were shitty. Cuss. Sorry, back to Everybody out. But could you imagine if it was like a vacant property and then it just sat there and caked on and then somebody had to come and clean it? I'd be so mad. I'd yeah. fuck you up. Like I, 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 I. If I can find you, yeah, I'm, I'm a gig you. Oh my yeah. god! Too bad it wasn't. You know how like this cameras everywhere. Wouldn't it be funny if there had been a camera? Then all of a sudden you just see your ass just <laughs> hooping up on some steps. That's embarrassing. Yes. Don't tell nobody else that. I agree. I would. I would say this is a reaper. But it made me think of uh, there was a video that we actually had in our group chat that uh, was uh, someone's ring camera. I don't know if you remember, and there was a gentleman, he was walking up the uh, the sidewalk or up the uh, path to the front porch, and he's like, oh, no. Oh, no, and he kind of steps forward, and when he steps forward, you can kind of see he's he's got his legs kind of open. He's got on shorts and everything, and some mm. things kind of, like, start dropping out, and I'm that's what it made me think of when I first even picked the story is I was like, oh, we just put a video in our group chat, and for the record, in this group, we send hundreds of messages a day it's ridiculous like somebody from the group who doesn't jump in can pop up with 80 some odd messages and i guarantee stuff gets missed by at least 10 to 20 percent of this group just because there's so much of it but absolutely probably about 10 to 20 percent of like what leaked out of this person oh my lord yeah so yeah this is a reaper that's a reaper yes yeah. And I know it happens, and I know, you know, if he could, he'd have waited to, my waited until he got home. I get that, but there's some things. This is one of them. Keep that shit to yourself, literally. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I wonder if they're still gonna walk past that area. Um, could you imagine, like, if you walked by the next day, and the person, let's just say the person who, let's just say somebody lived there. They did say an apartment, so I don't know if this was the actual. Uh, actual apartment building, building or stairwell or the stairwell that led into someone's specific apartment but could you imagine even if it was just the stairwell and it was on the inside and let's just say whoever it was they were people who worked third shift so they you know they get up 11 30 10 o'clock they go and the, go to work and there's this just pile of no it's not a pile or this oh, i'm sorry you're this right puddle. this Ugh. puddle <laughs> this puddle of mud butt relinquish that is just there and imagine if you didn't see it and you were like, what is that smell? And you're rushing to get down to work and you slip. Uh, I choose not to imagine any of this. It That's is. fair. My apologies. Yeah, this My is, apologies, listeners. Yeah, absolutely a reaper. You take that to your deathbed. Don't let nobody else know. Mm. And you know, you know what? I'm judging you. And I, I, I've never done that before. Yeah. And I, but I've had close calls. I think that does it for this. Oh, did you give it a? Re- oh, yeah, 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 reaper, yeah. yeah, yeah. This is that's a reaper. That's a shitty reaper. Yeah, yeah. That is a shitty reaper. Uh, well, I think that does it for this episode of Pick Truth. If you liked today's show, help us out. Um, subscribe and send the show to two of your friends if you've not done so already. Join our Facebook group, Pick Truth, and follow us on Facebook. Instagram and Twitter. And don't forget to rate and review us on Apple Podcasts or wherever you subscribe. We also post videos, um, audio videos of the show on YouTube as well. And we have some other interesting ideas that we're going to look forward to uh, showing to you all. Don't forget that we also have a Patreon and we also have merch. So check out the show notes. Uh, you can find links to our merchandise and you can also find links to our Patreon. Um, so uh, we're continuously um, impressed every day that you all keep listening to us and appreciative. Thank you. Uh, 
and it's this is still fun so we're yeah. gonna keep keep riding this out thanks for listening to this week's episode catch you next time later we can't pick truth without you send us your truths at picktruthmail@post.com at post.com to see if you can bring the heat 